Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? And perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of health care. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, You'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, we have Jake Bible with us today, and honestly, it's been a long time since we did a one-on-one, and mostly that's because we're always having conversations with other people when Jake wants to come, and uh if if we're completely honest that's what we were trying to do today but unfortunately it just didn't work out other people were not available so jake and i decided to just sit down and have a podcast anyway and uh, we obviously talked about the coronavirus as it's this huge pandemic that's sweeping the world really not even just our nation but all over the world and you kind of just can't not talk about it in these times it's it's definitely strange times for sure. Jake and I definitely had a good conversation, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it as much as we did. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have with us Mr. Jake Bible. Jake, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. It has been a long time since we did a one-on-one. We've been doing so many American Honesty segments with Andrew and then random guests here and there that it's it's been a long time since you and I sat down one-on-one. At our house, yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a while. I was like, what, probably like first one of the top ten podcasts. I mean, yeah, not top ten, but like one of the first ten that we did that I did. A year, two so years. It's been a while. Was that? Yeah, something like that. So, how's it going, sir? What's good, been good, going good, on? Good. Uh, not much. Just 
coronavirus stuff, and I'm off work for two weeks now. So, <laughs> we uh, locked the doors on Friday, and then kicked everybody out. So, I think maintenance and tool manufacturing is the only ones coming in kind of catch up Which on makes some sense, stuff. Yeah. So, they can do things while everything else is down. They have time to... So in a manufacturing plant, that would make sense right now. I was like, yeah. I've got a, my boss, his son works at Luke yeah, and they make a lot of parts, uh, for automotive my friends that work there. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so it's, it's, it's a yep. huge organization. I think it's German owned. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is one of the bigger plants I think in the, uh, in the States. It's not Luke anymore. Oh, that's right. It's I like, keep finding that out because like everybody Schrader, cracks me on it. Yeah. Family something. Is that what it is? I yeah. don't remember. I said Luke and people were looking at me like, what are you crazy? I know. I said, it's, no, my buddy works at Luke and he got laid off. And It's it's, it's called something. Everyone calls yeah. it Luke. Everybody I mean, I, corrects me now, but I've known yeah, it as Luke forever. Yeah, I, I know so. it's called something else yeah. now, but uh, wouldn't you love to be like the, the <laughs> lady who owns all that stuff? But, yeah. I, <laughs> but I, I fig- But he's in maintenance. Okay. I figured that like if they, they turn a lot of the lines down because a lot of the automotive... Uh, manufacturing plants have shut down they're not making yep. things right now so it, i mean this is just it's unprecedented times i've never seen times like this before and yep. even with talking with people they've never seen times like this before it's it's, it's so strange kind of what we're going through right now it's such an oddity but it i is. thought because he's in maintenance you know big manufacturing plant like that i figured that he would keep working but apparently since they do so much of their their their, their um Maintenance, like, kind of just when things break. Yeah. And then they kind of catch up on regular routine stuff yeah. in between, like, stuff break. And it's like they're usually pretty caught up on everything. So they're not, like, going to go in there and have to change over lines or do a lot of uh, shutdowns they haven't been able to do before. So, like, they've been. And there's regular cleaning for maintenance, too. Yeah. You can't do while everything's running production. That's one of the things I think they're going to attempt at our place. Yeah. So, so maybe, like, the cleaning staff is going to be in yeah. there. But they, they told him to stay home. And he's freaking out because he's a young kid. Right. He just bought a house. And he's getting he's getting ready to get married. And he's never been laid off before. And it's like, dude, just chill out. Like, right. it, it'll be fine. Just you know, well, save your money. This is why you should have like a rainy day fund set aside. So yeah, well, we should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Most of us don't. I mean, nobody, is nobody expects this to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but you should though. I mean, how many yeah. how many times have you read like a a financial book from successful business owners, and they always say, yeah, you should have six months worth yeah, three of expenses to six or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, set yep. aside yep. in cash so that if something happens. You get fired, you get laid off, you quit your job, whatever. You can live the same quality of life for yeah. six months. But how many people you listen to, to that, though? Well, I'm so. sure not very many. Because I, I was never like that until the drill sergeant and my wife had to beat it in my head, literally, because I I was terrible with money yeah. most of my life. I and mean, that's good, because she's really good with money, so she balances yeah, you out Well, that's there. my brother says. You're supposed to meet your yin and yang or whatever. It's well, supposed no, that's to be the idea, but... That, yeah, but there also needs to be like some play in there too, because I mean, yeah. um, was it, I'm, I know a lot of people are really familiar with like the Dave Ramsey model. Yeah, my aunt tried to get me to listen, and a lot, it's, it goes through yeah. like a lot of churches and stuff. And that's why she. At least church. that's the people that I know that have found it. Like they've done yep. like big uh, studies he's on the radio too, though. Well, of so. course, he's got his own yeah. podcast. He, yeah. He's done a bunch of books. I mean, there's multiple yep. ways he makes his money, which is good. And that's kind of the idea: is you want to have multiple sources of income. Yeah, but uh, but. And I know a lot of people have gone through that model and they become such a miser. Like they want to just save every little penny and not spend any money and never invest for the future and, and don't yeah. don't don't spend money anywhere and cut all your bills and get rid of everything and sell all all the things that you have and Right. And I understand where he's coming from and if you're You gotta balance it. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That that's the thing that Moderation I Moderation is life. Yes, that's and everything. I think you really do need that balance because yeah. you still need to live. <clears throat> yeah. 
You know, whereas, yes, you need to be responsible with your money. You need to save. But you also need to know where to invest or know where, to, you know what, you're just spending money for expenses and hobbies and having right, fun right. or uh, something you want to do or somewhere you want to go. Right. It's, you can't just miser your way out of debt because there's only so much of that you can take before eventually you're just like, I don't have anything. I don't do anything. No, I, but I, then I need, I'm going to go buy this new car. Don't be go Scrooge do about or, it or whatever. Exactly. You're gonna, there's there's songs out there that are made for it. One big country song where it's, you can't take it with you when you go. You can't. If you die alone with all your money and you got all your money still, but yet you've been alone, you had a crappy life, whatever else, and it it let you let the money thing ruin things for you. It's going to be shit. Yeah, so. exactly. And I just I really think there needs to be a balance. And yeah, I I just think that's very important. I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff, too, with social media and things like that going on, with like Stefan Arno or whoever else or the people that talk about it, where you can you can be smart but save your cash. Or you can be a savage like he is with business or whatever, but then you can still live your life and yeah. do things. You don't have to be – you just got to do it smarter. And that's the thing that as much as we did get – I mean, we learned a little bit about economics in high school, and I graduated in 2004. Really? A little bit. A little bit. That's interesting. I didn't have any of that kind of stuff in See, high school. I f- we had an economics class for, I don't know, you, you could take it or you had to take it or whatever. It was one of your, I don't know, ninth, ninth, 10th, 11th, or 12th grade, whichever class session they gave it to you. I feel like, I mean, we did, like, starting back at the sixth grade, say, we went to Mohican trips or whatever, and they taught us how to write checks and stuff like that. To where that was sixth grade. When you're in sixth grade, you're not writing checks. So it's like if you don't use it, you lose it. You're not going to – unless you continue that on from sixth grade all the way until if your parents don't instill it and push it on you and all that where you're writing checks as a you know, teenager or whatever else or some sort of a fake check for them or whatever, you might not just even think anything about it until you're 18 and, oh, I got a checkbook and then I ain't using this. I'll just use my card or use cash or whatever else. Like yeah. you're going to not – I mean realistically, who writes checks anymore? Right, and that's the thing. That's Look at us now. It's just that – you might have to for a mortgage or a car or something, something where you would have to send it in or whatever. Yeah, but even then, now like, people are going paperless. Though, well, so. even then, yeah, you can mostly do that stuff online with online yeah. banking now, which which I like personally because if I forget to write the check, oh shoot, I can yeah. hop online real quick, do it, bada bing, bada boom, and it's done, and yeah. it's there in a day or two. Yeah, but of, it's still yeah, it's like a check, it's e check, yeah, send or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so I think that's yeah. actually what they do the first time. Yeah, is they that's why it's like the first time you do it, you have to do like a week before it's really Excuse due me. because. They literally are going to mail a check. Well, to some that of PO some box of mine are like that, and make sure everything yeah. works back and forth, and then they'll actually yeah. do it online. Well, that's why that. I've questioned the bank before. When back when you know I was watching certain stuff with the money or whatnot, you see that well, this didn't come out until Tuesday. I sent it on Thursday. And, oh yeah, well we have to physically send them the e check and whatever else. And then by the time it gets there, then they they process it and all that. And then that's why. So I'm thinking, what the hell is this money in my account for? It's throwing my account off or whatever. I'm curious because I. When I was younger, when I started doing it online, I thought, yeah, I did it on my bank online. It's Why isn't it paid yet? Why isn't it I'm never thinking they physically send a knee check or whatever yeah. it is, an actual check that they're going to send out to people? And it's like, like I was saying about the being smarter thing, you know, you can, I wish this would be stressed more, especially in school, because I feel like they don't do that enough. If your parents don't do it, which how many people have that in since we've talked probably about before where. Parents aren't in kids' lives as much or something. Like, the trades need to be pushed way more. And, you know, not just one one class or one semester of woodshop or whatever, and you get to learn a little bit about it, and that's it. They really need to stress it more because it's out there for people all the time, and you don't need to go to college. And it's like, if they don't – if people are scared of college too, kind of like what I was and some of my friends were, we're not going to – 
you know, we're not going to be helped by trying to force ourselves to go to college like you're supposed to, to get a job that's got your degree and everything that's better, but they need to do the, the basics, like the trade stuff. So in case somebody just decides they don't want to go to college, they'll learn it. And they need to stress the economics way more, I feel like, because some people's parents don't teach that as much. Well, I mean, you, you so. don't you don't know what you don't know. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that it's parents' fault for not knowing and not teaching these things. A lot of them just, yeah. they, they don't have a clue. They're, right. they're doing the best they can, yeah. but they've not been taught themselves. No, it's just, you know, and it's like, I mean, I mean, I can remember in college, we had a personal finances class yeah. where we learned to write checks and do all that kind of stuff. And that's mostly what I remember out of that class, except okay. for we had an instructor I was in some, you know, small college in like, you know, what, Southeast Ohio, right. you know, and, and, and he was from, I think the Columbus, like Lancaster area, which is like two of like the bigger kind of towns okay. down that way. And he, he, he was, uh, I think he worked for <laughs> Honda. Yeah. And, and he was trying to convince us like of what a, uh, good practice it was to, to lease a brand new car every two years. And he was trying to explain. To build your credit? Or? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, d- I don't understand his logic. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think leasing is horrible. I think it's just a waste of money. Yeah. But but he was like that. That's what I mostly remember from this class. Like it's a personal finances class from a guy who has a job. Right. He's not a successful business owner. He doesn't know what right. he's. I mean, he's, he just has a job. So what? I mean, I, I. It's it's hard to learn from somebody who's not done what they're. That's that's the biggest problem that I have with college right now. Is a lot of these people in college these teachers they've never had anything in the real world they've only ever been in academia it's it's all just theory like they've never actually had to put it to practice right it's it's why like when i got out of college and i started reading some books that some like my mentor gave to me and he's like you need to read these books i learned so much from just a couple of books like way more than i learned from my parents from like my own mistakes, from like any classes in college or talking with right. friends or family or anyone, I learned so much from these books, and they were all from successful, like wealthy entrepreneurs, business owners, all that kind of good so stuff. So when you read it yourself, you got it more. Well, it's or just you, or it helped it's just you? stuff that no one had ever taught me before. Okay. It's it's not that I got it more or it sunk in or anything. It's like it was information I never had. Okay, and it's like no one no one, no one had it to give me because they've never done it before. It's all just theory and whatnot do you but, do a monthly do you go through online and look at your statements and then do your checkbook and all that? i'm pretty bad about yeah, that me too and that's what I've, i mean that's what I, I was asking i mean i've i've got like a, a budget that I, got, that I kind of set out and i kind of run all of my bills and everything else through that right um but unfortunately is like i've kind of done my own thing long enough that i kind of know like kind of what I'm doing, and then like most of right. what I spend right. of my extra money is like for entertainment. We'll say is is eating out. Right. Like I tend to eat out a lot. I, I like eating out. I enjoy it. I like meeting friends at bars and having drinks and dinner. And <laughs> cuts into that right now. Doesn't well, yeah, it? I can't yeah. do that right now because yeah. this whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's what I like to do with my extra money. Yeah. So that that's kind of what I do, and I just I kind of keep an eye on things and make sure I'm about where I should be at certain times of the month. And, right. And there's times where I know that, hey, I've I've spent some more stuff than I normally would have, whether it be I ordered some stuff on Amazon right. or did or did things like we went out and did certain uh, activities that I yeah, normally wouldn't spend, or a I wouldn't spend or money yeah, for. Yeah, and I'll, I'll yeah. kind of go in there and look <laughs> and like, okay, yeah, I can see I'm down a little bit from where I should have yeah. been. And I, and I can pull money from other like savings and stuff that I have. But and, you always got income. You've got a job. Yeah, you it, know it's coming yeah. in. It's going to replenish Yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. But I don't yeah. do as good of a job of – 
of, right. of like budgeting down to like the penny, like every right. single month of what it is for my bills and entertainment and fuel right. and, and all that kind of stuff. I kind of just go and I check periodically to make sure that I'm not going to withdraw negative into my accounts. Right. That if so, I, I pull from my, my other savings account that I have well, set up. I, I mean, I'm the, since I was 18 or 18, 19 or whatever, we had the overdraft protection and all that because I knew I was always blowing more than what I had or whatnot, or I'd go out and spend my paycheck the weekend or the friends, whatever. And then I ended up meeting Angela who at 19 years old, she's taking care of her mom and whatnot and all this, that, and the other. So she's not only taking care of her own finances, she's taking care of her mom's finances and everything else and has to watch all this for the house. And so she is, She's like extreme financially. Yeah, I mean, when she gotta, lays out her you stuff. You got to grow up quick because our whole coffee table, our kitchen table, there's boxes of receipts and all this stuff, and it's organized. And it's and like I'm like, I'd never do that at all, and I still don't. She does it, so now it's like that that counterbalance where it's like I'm starting to lean a little bit more where I do the checkbook and I'm like, because I've never done that since I was 18. You know, where might have been taught it once in my life where you're supposed to check your checkbook or I see friends that do it, and I'm like. I just never do that. I just know that I've got this and it's there and I won't blow over it or whatever. And it just kind of, that's the way it's been. You know, I look at it to make sure nothing else has come out. Yeah. But also banks make mistakes, but I I know. And that's going to be able to catch. So does your employer with your pay stub or or whatever else you got to check that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's, I do look at those things, but I don't do the every single month. I know it's a bad habit or bad trend like this i'm not on top of it all the time so i know that's that's really good for people when they're first setting their budget if you've never done that is uh uh, the the biggest uh trick i ever got is get like a uh, a little uh, notepad you can carry around with you nowadays you could just use like a notes app or whatever on on your phone phone. yeah and like literally write down every penny you spend every penny like whether it be like you stop at the gas station and you pull out like a dollar fifty and change from your car, and you get a soda or a pack of gum or whatever. It doesn't matter. Write that down. Yeah. Well, Any penny you spend, online bills. It's getting in the habit of yeah. doing it. Though, and then and you also a, you also have to yeah. plan for maintenance, like maintenance on yeah. your vehicles, maintenance Stuff's on your home. Stuff's gonna break your house. Yeah. Whatever. There, this is gonna happen. There's certain you know, expenses like, you're gonna have throughout yeah. the throughout the year that you need to plan for. You need to have savings yep. for that. Yep. You know, it's like uh, well, the one of the biggest things my mentor always told me. Uh, he's like. And that's obviously this is in books that I read as well. Yeah. It's like yeah. most people stay broke because of cars. It's because they have the same kind of idea that my professor had in college. Is you're going to go lease a brand new car every two years. You're always going to have a brand new car. It's always going to be fancy. It's always going to be new. It's always going to be top of the line, all this kind right. of crap. You know, and, and he's always told me, is like, if you want to buy a, a new car, right. you're going to buy one that's two or three years old. Off a lease trade in. Yeah, don't buy new new. That's that's single owner yeah. has low miles, and yeah. that's going to be your new car. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, because that way they're going to take all the depreciation from the lease, yep. which is what the lease is. You're literally paying for the depreciation of the vehicle, and then they're going to sell it to you outright if yeah. you're over your miles or whatever. They're going to charge you, and it's just it's a, it's a complete racket. It's and that's just, that's it's, the things that I, I the car thing, like you said, I didn't know that was the big one, but I mean, I that's something that. That has stuck with me that my parents yes. had me since I was a kid. I didn't at, know that was the big one. But though. look at most people. Most yeah. people drive a brand new yeah, car. Look at my car. Look if at this. If it's more than look three at, or four yeah. years old, they yep. sell it and get rid of it and buy a new one. Well, then what they do is they trade that trade in their debt because they don't have it paid off yet. Right. It's not their car. Right. It's still the bank's. But so, but nonetheless, so so he's like, okay, this is simple. If you want to buy a new car, that's what you do. Yeah. He's like, but there are rules. Yeah. It's like you can you can have a two hundred dollar. 
at the maximum $300 car payment. And he prefers to keep it down to 200 But you can flex up to 300 if your budget allows right. that, if you make enough, if you've paid off other debt, all that kind of good stuff, right? So he's like, you can do that for no more than three years. Yeah, that and, evil and most, and most people are like, oh, so if I get, let's calculate that out. If I do a $300 loan <laughs> for three years, I can afford a, like whatever, like an $8,000 car. I forget exactly if you do normal interest rates which right now i think are like around five and a half six and a half percent for used cars mm-hmm. for new cars obviously it's way cheaper than that because they right. want you to buy these thirty thousand dollar new cars for one and a half to two and a half percent interest or what have you yeah. but when you buy used you know it's typically at least what i've seen like around five and a half six and a half percent so when you do that i think it's right around like eight thousand dollars so it's, right. it's, it's it becomes quite simple so if you want a, a car that's more expensive than that yeah. you have to put more money down period yeah. Yeah, well, and the reason you do that is so you get your payment down to where it, it is bit, yeah. so you can pay it off in two to three years. And then that car should last you, if you pick a good car, five to six years. And he's always told me it's pretty much it's going to be foreign. Right. You're going to get a Toyota. You're going to get a Hyundai. You're going to get a Honda. You're going to do whatever. But it's typically going to be foreign. Whereas nowadays, uh, Fords seem to last pretty well. They seem to be doing a pretty good job. Um, the only thing I do notice with the Fords, they tend to rust a lot more than other cars that I see. Yeah. Those rust really mm-hmm. quickly. I've got a bunch of friends who have like three or four year old Fords and they've got rust on the quarter panels, rust on the hoods. Not your normal, just, oh, you got a stone chip and it's got this little like half of a dime size rust. Like, no, like they're big chunks of rust. Um, but their warranty won't do anything unless the actually there's, I think, a hole the size of a quarter rotted through it. Then warranty kicks in, then they'll and they'll fix your rust spot. Because I got a, I had a buddy who had literally had to replace his hood because yeah. it was starting to rust so bad. Um, but but Ford seems to be doing a pretty good job nowadays. But the idea is that you're going to keep that car for four, five, six years if you can. Yeah. You know, depending on how much you drive. Whereas I drive a lot, so I run through cars pretty quickly. But the idea is you're going to get it paid off in two, maybe three years. Going to keep it. After that, you know, two, maybe three more years after you get it paid off. And ideally, you want to take that same payment you had before and keep Put making that payment. Else. Yeah. But you're not paying the bank now because you've already paid the car off. Now you're paying yourself. Right. Throw it into a savings account or do what I like to do is I pull it out in cash. I throw it in the safe and I like to watch my envelope get bigger and bigger and bigger. And when uh, the stacks get to a thousand, I wrap them around in rubber bands, and it makes me feel really happy. And I with just, a gun and a gold chain, so I feel like you're <laughs> running the world. I just I, okay. I enjoy that. I, okay. I I do know some people who like to roll theirs up and then yeah. rubber band the thousands that way because then they feel like they've got mob money. Well, that's what I've I've always but, had the hand me down cars and buy the buy the everyone. My mom and stepdad have always pushed buy the cheap stuff or whatever. So then you get the whatever, and you might have to put five hundred bucks into it or whatever and fix it. So that's a lot of what I've. I've always had. Yes, but what's good about that is that, like, I just did some work on my car. And what's great is that I don't have to worry about where the money's coming from. Right. It's already put away in the safe. Right, you've got it. It's already I just had to go to it, pull, out the, to its pull out the cash. Whatever, yeah. Boom, here's four new tires. Boom, there's the rear struts that I needed. Bang, there's there's the brakes that need to replace. Speaking, like, speaking of that, we get a new tailgate and a new bumper soon. Yeah. So I got rear-ended the other day, so woohoo. Well, that, that sucks. You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, yeah. Any whiplash fine. or anything? No. No, it was actually a nurse. It was going on her way to the hospital to okay. work the crazy weekend shift or whatever she was doing because of this virus stuff so yeah. kind of tying that all back together from where we started or whatever there i just it happened to me sitting at 224 at the truck stops there and 
she said she sneezed or something or her foot came off the brake or whatever it was, but it pushed the whole bumper in on the back end of the truck. I'm kind of glad we have a vehicle that sits up higher, but dinged up her car pretty good. But yep. I mean, we get a new tailgate, new bumper. We get all this rust and stuff. Sure, it's covering knocked all that. off. They're fixing. Yeah, they're covering. Good. A little dent in the back. They're fixing some other stuff. So and that's why you have insurance. Yeah, just so, in case. Yeah, so <laughs> works her insurance actually took care of all that. She filed it. They called me. Did everything. It was like, well, this is not fighting with an insurance company. This is the first because a lot of times you have to, you know, go through the get the adjuster out, and they got to take pictures of everything, and they got to whatever wherever, and they did it at the body shops and everything nationwide, and boom, it was done. I'm like, that was cool. So quick and easy. Yeah. So, but she was a. Uh, we were talking when the whole thing happened. She hit me, and we were sitting outside taking pictures of her or whatever. She was talking about going to the hospital for this virus stuff, and it brought up a topic we were discussing. So I asked a couple of my friends that were also nurses about that because of this virus going on. One said she got an offer to go to New York for $300, 300 something dollars they were offering to pay an hour for to help out with all this crap going on. Well, they're paying lots of money. And it's like, Jesus, that is a big – that is – get a little pay raise there to do that so do you really want to go up there and deal with that mess and she's like i'm thinking about it and like you could wait to bank some cash real quick yeah i mean helping out another state too and it's helping people and all that and that's what she wanted to do she works a like a retirement home or something like that so it'd be a little bit crazier than what she's used to i'd imagine but she's probably seen some crazy shit there too oh, so, who I mean, knows i mean because yeah. like, as, as of right now with this whole <laughs> coronavirus thing in the u.s new york city is the hot spot yeah that's where everything's kind of going down right now. Everybody and I know lives on top of everybody. Yeah, there. and there's, there's pretty... lots of other reportings around the country, but that seems to be the, the place that's really bad. Like, yeah. what, what are they having on average, like, deaths a day? Somewhere around five, I have no idea. Somewhere around 500, I think, Is or it? something like that. I, Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't know all the numbers on this stuff. I check right. Medina County in Ohio every time because, well, this actually ties back to the radio stuff. Remember when I told you a while back that I liked the radio because it was good for news or whatnot? Yeah. Right now, it's perfect. News radio, I mean, not, not like I was saying, the podcasts are good because you can get your regular news and all that stuff. Right now, the one station that I listen to, they've been saying that they've never had higher ratings. More people listen because they play the press conferences from the governor and they play the press conference from the president. People want to know what's going on and they want to know about these these doctors and whatnot are saying. No, I've that, not been but, paying attention to that. Whereas, like, I just got so. back from Texas visiting family. <clears throat> So I'm technically on quarantine in my house for like two weeks or whatever it is because of our new our new czar, Mr. Dewine, our governor, yeah. who's telling us how we have to thirty live more our days lives. of. I don't I don't do well listening, so we'll see we'll, well see what happens. Speaking of but, that, but hold yeah. on for a second. Okay. Like when I was in Texas, I was living with an ICU nurse, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, another person who like works in and around like hospitals and stuff and in maintenance and and that's. That's so they were like on top of things and they they had found this site. So every day yeah. we were looking up like, okay, how many new reportings are there? What's going on? Uh, what are the doctors saying are good? What are the doctors saying are bad? What's, what's, what's hurting? Apparently NSAIDs are really bad. It's like ibuprofen. Yeah. Uh, this is not to take it. They yeah. just said the virus feeds on yeah, it. Appar- apparently uh, it's really bad for people who have been taking or were on anabolic steroid. Yeah. So all the bros like 35 year old. I mean, you yeah. laugh. No, no. I know the bros. Yeah. A bunch of like bros yeah. who are like 35 who are very healthy. Yeah. They're dropping dead because like it, it gets like the virus gets in and it's just, it jump starts. It makes it so much worse and they, they just, they yeah. can't get it to stop all of a sudden. And then there was something else about, 
that they were saying that you shouldn't be like overhydrating some of these patients. Right. Uh, because like normally you, you get in, you give them an IV right away. It's like one of the first thing you do when you admit them to the hospital. Yeah. Where now they're saying not to do that. Just have them be drinking water and not overhydrate them because that's causing it to, to jump up faster. So it's like they're learning as they go. And right. what's great about uh, the internet is obviously they're able to share that quickly. The problem is, is, is there's so much misinformation out there right. it's hard to find the good stuff. Whereas they found uh, the people that I was staying with, you know, family of mine, and, and they said that they they found this website. And then once they found it, they just they kept going to it. And it was like reportings every single day right. by state, new new cases and deaths. Right. So apparently, once once you get uh, sick, obviously the symptoms can take up to what is it like five Four, to yeah. 14 days whatever, yeah, to like show up in, total, a, in yeah. an average person to say but once you get symptoms most people are dying by day nine right so most people by day nine they are dead and, and my wife so was, when you so when you get these new reportings yeah 10 days later is where you're gonna see okay how many of those died right well i i don't trust all the numbers all the time anyway because of that stuff but how many people had their pre-existing thing or whatever, or like myself, or you're immune compromised or whatever with no spleen or the things that they, there's little things that they say that you could be, someone might have chronic respiratory stuff yearly, or they get allergies where it affects their sinuses or whatever. And it's things like that that help make you more, more susceptible. Yeah. Susceptible. Thank you. Is the word I was looking for. And then you get it. And then that virus compromises all that. And then you die because of something you've had your entire life or whatever else before, or something you dealt with for years. And that just it super advanced it or whatever. And it's like, it's not just the virus too. No. It's other things, but that's not always. It's, it's more of like what the virus is attacking. The yeah. virus latched onto it and super vamped it. And that's why. So yeah, it is the virus, but it's, you've had this forever, you know, and there's why there's a lot of old people, which is why, on the radio, like we were talking about, they question all the time if it attacked the old people and all that first and it, it affected the elderly way faster. Why the hell we closed the schools the first? And they were like, why didn't we close down all the retirement homes and the nursing where everybody is at that prime age and older first? If they knew that first off the bat. So he questions it all the time. They try to have the governor on on the radio and ask him questions when people call in. They want Mike Trevisan or whoever else is there to ask the governor questions or ask the doctors that they have or whatever, because they want them to say, this is what we want to know. We want to know why this wasn't shut down first. We want to know why they don't disclose all these numbers that everybody's asking about, you know, like the governor and his doctor don't always say the same stuff that Trump and their doctors say. And everybody's going, how the hell are they all on a different page? And everybody's up in the air about that now. So this is this whole, I don't know. We don't know what's really going on. People got questions and they're not getting answered a lot of times. Yeah. And that's why I like the radio. Like but I think that's that, that's standard politics. Yeah. Because I think a lot of, especially governors, maybe not so much the president, but especially the governors. Yeah. Like they're only releasing certain information because it may or may not make them sound or look better to possibly get reelected. I'm, anybody you know, can like, look like that. Yeah, it's yeah. the same reason why. I remember there was a – I listened to a, a podcast on Joe Rogan mm -hmm. with a viral specialist when this all first started. Uh, Joe was kind of like ahead of the game and I already had him scheduled to come on to talk about the possibility of threats. And threat literally came up as they were talking. It was right. by the time they actually got together to actually talk, I should say, which is interesting. But he was saying that this viral specialist was saying that like a lot of these kids are going to be carriers. 
but a lot of them aren't going to get sick because they've got very healthy immune right, and systems. Yeah, and they're like, younger and everything like we, else. Yeah. They, they bounce back from stuff. It's, they're they're, gonna, they're not compromised. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. going to show some symptoms. They're going to be a little sick, but they're going to bounce back. It's going to be no big deal. So he was saying like it's almost worse to have the, the schools closed because now they're right. home. They're around family. They're, they're, they're becoming carriers. Right. But they're not actually the ones who are in jeopardy of like becoming sick and yeah, actually they're asymptomatic or whatever really or, ill. yeah well i heard i heard i don't remember if it was the radio or maybe the governor when their doctors came up but they, the last number that i heard was they said 26 percent of all the people that have died or been infected i think it was infected are the healthcare workers because they're constantly in it they're on the front line in it around it never leaving which is why a lot of them don't want to go home or they go back to a hotel or whatever because they don't want to even bring Infect it close to anybody else in their family. So they were – I think another caller called in – again, with the radio, I've called talk shows. I've called sports talk show. I've called the all these things. So I know when this happens constantly, when it's politics or whatever else is pandemic going on, whenever we're talking about whatever parade or big events coming up in Cleveland or in Ohio, they always talk about it. It's real people working a job like myself or you or whatever else that – They've got opinions. They call in. They get their voice heard on a, you know, hundred thousand watt microphone or whatever the hell it is. You know, where it gets out all around the country. That's why I like this so much because, and in the podcast with the conversational stuff, you get to hear what other people are thinking. And a lot of these people were questioning, well, if it's the healthcare workers, why don't they tell us that constantly? Where it's like one of the major factors is only healthcare workers because it seems like they're scaring more people when they just say what the numbers are and they don't specify what those numbers are. So they're saying, well, everybody's freaking out. Everybody's wearing masks. Everybody's beating each other up for toilet paper and all this other stuff. And it's like, you could be more helpful as a doctor or the governor or whatever. You're coming out on these press conferences and say, here's your breakdown. And they don't always do that. And a lot of people were pissed off and calling the radio and saying they need to start explaining this a little more detailed than just. I think one guy said Groundhog Day was what he brought up. He said, this is Bill Murray living the same life constantly over and over again. We hear the same exact thing four or five days in a row. And it's like people are just freaking out because you're not breaking this down in very much detail, yeah. letting us know what we want to know. And if they were to say, like, we listen to podcasts, so we hear all these other things. Like I was explaining to my uncle the other day, I was telling him about how, <clears throat> excuse me, certain things were with the healthcare workers or whatever. When some of the other podcasts, like with the specialists you were saying, where they break it down more. They want the governors and the president and all the doctors to do that so that we get more of these real numbers and whatnot. And it's like, I love those opinions and the people saying that because this is what a lot of people keep talking about. But then you go to work and certain people you talk to say it's the Bilderbergs and George Soros and this, that, and the other trying to take down Trump. So oh God. I Man, actually heard that. So I mean, I, I mean, I understand because n nobody loves a conspiracy more than I do. You know, because like they're they're fun to talk about, but we also have yeah. to realize that most of them are bullshit. Some of them are real. All right. Like, let's be honest. Like, some of them actually happen, of course, but for the most part, it's bullshit. Excuse me. So I so. just I don't understand how when we go through all this stuff with the doctors and we listen to the governor. Like some of us, I listen to the radio every day, usually around two when they do the speeches, so I can hear what's going on. I just want to know if there's any change. Or if it is like the guy says on the radio where the one caller called in and said it's Groundhog Day where they do say a lot of the same shit. But I want to know if they have something different in there so I can hear this. You know, I listen to his speech or you can probably find it on YouTube or whatever else or find it on a radio station podcast afterwards or whatnot. But then I want to know those things so then when you go to work and you have a conversation with your coworkers and they say shit like that where you're like, 
I don't want to be super freaked out and I don't want to get in a conspiracy argument, but I want to tell them what I'm hearing on the radio so then we can actually have a normal civil conversation about stuff. And it's like, I like the news information because it's, it is news radio, like we were saying. So I feel like when there's nothing going on and our world's working great and all this, that, and the other, and they might be talking about sports or bitching about politics like they usually do. It's okay to not listen to that stuff. But when this happens, like I've been tuned in so much more now that people need to look into that if they've never done it before. Just to, I feel, they get their mix. Yeah. Know, I mean, podcast I, and the radio. And but I don't know if I agree to that because I'm kind of the opposite as of you. Whereas I don't listen to a lot of the news radio stuff. I don't right. listen to what the governor's saying. Right. I, I don't listen to what the president's releasing. You know, it's like simply <laughs> probably not missing much. No, I, I'm really yeah. not because there's there's nothing that's really changing in my daily life. Right. Like like there's certain things that I want to do. Like I want to go to the gym, but I can't. It's closed. Right. I want to go to jujitsu, but I can't. Right. It's closed. Like I, I I want to go to you know uh, stores or do whatever, but a lot of them are closed and I can't. And it's and it sucks. So I spent a lot of time, unfortunately, like sitting at home doing other you know, stuff, not, not doing oh. productive things because. Oh. I'm so used to like run, 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 run. By the time I get home, it's time to relax. It's time to chill. Kind so of I've, a new world. So, so for I've, I've kind yeah. of got that mentality. Once I get home, like it's time to just relax. I've yeah. already done all my kind of. I've already been to the gym. I've already gone to the store. I've already. I've already done the things I need to You're do. You're not in work mode. Or exactly. Whatever anymore. Yeah, so, so yeah. I'm, I get that. I'm kind of in chill mode. So I've really struggled yeah. with this whole stay at home or shelter at home, whatever they're calling it. It's it's a rubbish term. It yeah, really is. Stay at home. I've heard yeah, so many because, different because terms. When yeah. I was in Texas, uh, um, the, the governor came on, and apparently he's got his head on straight, as a lot of Texans do. They're, they're pretty sharp people. They're, they're very independent. They don't really listen to what other other people are saying. They kind of see themselves yeah. as independent. And I, mean, I like that. It, to yeah. me, it's still a little disrespectful, Texas, that you fly your flags the same height as the U.S. flag because you think you're just as Better important than, uh, yeah. as the United yeah. States. And like, hold on a second. Let's put our egos aside here. Like we're supposed to be united together under one flag. So let's let's go ahead and lower that Texas flag a little yeah. bit here. But that still drives me a little crazy. But we can still have that discussion that they're – a lot of disagree with my my thoughts on that, but apparently the Texas governor came on and said, "Hey, you know, like the the president's put out this shelter in place order, but technically that's a bad term because yeah. the idea of shelter in place is like, oh, there's an intimate intimate threat. Yeah, if you're somewhere, stay just stay there. Yeah, you know, if you're at the movies, like sh- shelter there. If you're yeah. at school, shelter there. Like." Whereas this is supposed to be like, okay, let's let's stay home, let's try to slow the spread, let's right. let's not overwhelm the medical. Uh, I liked when they used the word quarantine because in quarantine, in my mind, you can do what's commonsensical to to slow the curve or whatever they call it or whatever. You can keep yourself away from all the the groups where it's a quarantine in my mind where it's not stay at home sounds like stay in your fucking house. Yeah. Like what you were just saying there, the, the shelter in place. It's like stay at home order for the entire executive order for the state or whatnot. It sounds like stay at your house. So when you talk to some people, like like I said, with coworkers or whatever, and they're like, what? I don't like to stay at home bullshit. It's stupid. Like, you can still go do things, guys. This isn't martial law yet. And you have to explain that to people because the way they say it as the governor or the doctors or whatever, they come out and say, stay at home. That's stay at home. Stay away from people. Like you can go to the park still. 
You can do other things. If you they're can not still... closed. A lot of them are closing. Yeah. Well, they, they roped off playgrounds and no, stuff. No, no, no. I mean, a but... lot of actual parks, uh, metro parks, a lot of those places are actually I've closing. I've seen that. I've heard, and again, on the news radio, I've heard some of the things where people called in and said they were policing Summit Parks because they had police there separating people from being this social distancing or whatever at the park. But like around us, we go to the park every day or we go do something. Or like she made me work out the other day. And like I said, I'm sore now and all this. It's like... We're still going out and hitting the parks, but Home Depot is still open. Now we're knocking out projects and landscaping and all these things around the house and the yard and all this, that, and the other. It's like some people are using this time, again, myself, where I want to learn German. I have all this extra time now where I literally don't have to go to work. I can sit there and force myself to do some German stuff an hour or two a yeah, day. Yeah, I think now is a great time to pick up a new hobby. Reading books. Yeah, the new learn, hobbies. Learn, learn to play an instrument. Yeah. Learn, yeah, exactly. learn a new language. But people learn, aren't learn taking advantage do, of that again. Like so. learn, learn to code. Learn yeah. some video editing, which is what I plan to do. What's learn to code? There's, there's coding. It's a, there's yeah, electronic devices. that They take computer code. So if you can oh. learn how to code for those electronic devices, my IT buddy is like, "You're an idiot." Because <laughs> basically, is, yeah, he's probably... honestly, it's just an, a different language. Oh. It's a language for computers. Well, like binary stuff. I learned I that with the server. I don't class, know exactly, but it's it's how to how to write the electronics to operate. Yeah. Dude, there was you a know? certain point where I had computer well, knowledge, bet, and then after so long, it just hey, it I'll bet you me, there's so. a shit ton of YouTube videos you could get on there oh. and learn how to do simple coding. I don't. I don't care to. Though. But if somebody yeah. wants to, yeah, like that's a great thing to learn. And I keep pushing my daughter who's a junior in high school. I'm right. like, you need to learn coding. You don't need to understand all of it. You don't need to be a master at it, but you need to understand it a little bit. Well, see, one of the reasons I might not like it as much is because I took a class, computertraining.com, back whenever it was it was huge, 2009 or 2008, whenever it was, when Obama was telling everybody to go back to school and we're going to do this, that, and the other, and it got in my mind, and I did. Turned out to be a damn Ponzi scheme. Now I have an $80,000 loan and growing on my name, which we have a cease and desist and class action lawsuit against that place because everybody came back to deliver their paperwork for their tests or whatnot, and the place was gone, or they tried to take their test again and bring their cert back and all that stuff. Unfortunately, and, there are shysters out yeah, there, so, so pay attention that to what you're doing. That kind of scared me away but from all the that doesn't that mean coding's stuff. bad. No, that was server like, stuff. Yeah, because you run like CNC machines. Yeah. You got to know coding to operate, like how to operate the well, machinery. That, yeah, that's the programmable stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah that's the coding. If I guess if you say it like that. Yeah, that's coding. Can, okay. I guess that makes sense in that way, yeah. Like you, you have to understand how the basics of it work. Well, yeah, that's I need that for my job, exactly. so it's always there. So but that like stuff's as, always. As these kids but, grow up in the world yeah everything's run by coding now everything's done by electronics so if you understand simple coding yeah genome coding you stuff should and be all able that. to figure program, out most of the other stuff i got what you're saying you know what i mean let's uh, see but when like, i hear when i hear learn to code to i think of the binary server crap no you don't need like uh, that's what i thought yeah, yeah learn I how to build websites with yeah that's you don't what need to do that like, i, I steer away from that for god's sake yeah i steer away from that shit i don't i quit doing that anymore but yeah it's uh like where's is me like i downloaded a uh a video editing software so I can play yeah. around with getting the podcast on video. Right. Because like I recorded one with Andrew. Yeah. And I've got to be able to, I've got to learn how to piece it together and overlay my audio and line it all up. And I recorded it on my cell phone because it was like the best quality camera that I had. I don't have a camcorder, which apparently I can't do like a digital camera because they've got like a length. And they only do like a half an hour editing unless it's labeled as a camcorder, then it can do longer. So if I was doing like short like YouTube videos, like a lot yeah. of the, like videos you see online, yeah. 
well, obviously on clips the, or whatever. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of them like are, are less than half an hour. Whereas this, it's a long form podcast, yeah. so I wanted to be able to just set it up and let it go. So I recorded that, but it, on my cell phone, like it broke it down into like thirty minute, you know, like segments. Yeah, or whatever, twenty two minute well, segments phones or, are so or whatever it was. So super I've, advanced. So I've got to learn how yeah. to like download that onto my computer and then put those in and put them together and splice them all and right. and then overlay my audio and do all that and line everything up so that you can you're not listening through the the camcorder like my my cell phone's microphone because that's going to be garbage but you're actually listening through like oh, the I've mics i've already figured that out yeah. yeah yeah so like i i i, I did that's so like i'm gonna play around with that and figure that out of course my dumbass i didn't test it when i downloaded it right. and i'm like I'm missing a file and I can't open it up. And I'm like, shit. Well, I, I sent it to my tech support, which is Ryan Carlson, who's been on the podcast a few times. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're just missing a file. I'm like, shit. Yeah. So I got to figure out how to download well, that file. That's all that stuff that, again, right now we have all this extra time. I don't understand why. Well, I know why because we're all human and we do whatever. But there's so much shit that we could be doing that's – I look at it in the optimistic light where I got sent home. For two weeks at least maybe more until they call us back or whatever here we have we just went out and bought our pavers we got all these extra pallets and shit from work all this stuff like we are we're getting it we're hitting it hardcore we're gonna get our fence up we're gonna get our stone pavers and redo our driveway all this stuff that okay we got to stand six feet apart at home depot and get brought in like right at cedar point line where they got one guy in the front one guy in the back checking people in and out and only a hundred people to store at the time and all that but we went and got our shit and got out of there and like there's still stuff you can do. The stay at home thing doesn't mean you just have to sit in your damn house, which I know, again, like you said, a lot of people have done that though. We did for a little bit that we were quarantining ourselves or whatever. And we were just watching movies, playing games, whatever. I hooked up to super Nintendo. Uh, and OG, like, yeah, nice. yeah. It's like, we're sitting there doing that. And I'm like, yeah, this sucks. This has been a week of this. So we're like, all right, we're going to make it official. We're going to start doing shit. And then work was like, well, you can't come to work for two weeks. So I'm like, we're really going to start doing shit now because I got nothing to do and I'm not just sitting at home. So it's been like exercise every morning. We got to do something, whatever magazine she rips out or finds on YouTube or whatever, a little 15 minute workouts we're doing. And then after that's done, we start working on the house or landscape or whatever. And it's like, shit's getting done around here. And you look at, we just went to my uncle's and picked up a bunch of the old rocks and stuff he's got sitting on his property. Doesn't want free, come and get them. So we do landscape all the shit around the gardens and she's got this picture in her mind around the house and holy shit our house looks that much better just from all this stuff mulching and everything it's like we got all this time now but i could probably be doing this shit after work like we talked about work mode earlier you know where yeah. i'm still ready to go when she wants to like work out at nine o'clock at night because she's on night owl hours or whatever and i'm like i gotta get up at five or whatever yeah. like i want to i'm in work mode i want to do it when i get out of work and go work out so i'm still in that mode yeah you know? so it's like keep yourself in the yeah your body in the same routine if i sit down for half an hour after i get home from work i'm like nope i want to drink it's time for dinner i want to read a book or i want to relax i want to play a game yeah. i want to just chill it's not but we're just we're getting shit done now it's a stay at home order but we're knocking shit out of the park but we're still at home, technically. Yeah, and speaking of working but. out, something I've been looking into a lot recently because I've uh, been eating like an asshole, and I, I've put on some weight over over like the the holidays, and then coming into the beginning of the year. This here. did not help. We're, we're getting we're getting closer to spring, and I'm like, oh, I'll start to lose some weight, no yeah. big deal. And it I just, it just hasn't. I've just been eating my emotions, and I've, just, I've been keep putting on weight. And I'm like, 
Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Get back to the basics. I'm going to start tracking my calories again. So I've started losing weight. So I'm down like five kilos already. And it's like, it's just, that's just been as simple as, oh, I've just been eating too much. I'm still eating like an asshole, <laughs> but not eating less like an asshole. I'm still not like on a super strict diet like a lot of people are. If you're that, going out to businesses, you're helping them too in times of they're probably at less work or whatever yeah. and so you know think of like, it that way think of it in the positive light you're well, helping them well exactly and like yeah. that, that's just kind of like what i've been trying to do yeah. so it's like okay so i've been looking into like working out need to lose some weight now that i'm not competitively lifting anymore because my my body's just falling apart my hip's still jacked up and i, I just can't lift like i want to it's like an older okay it's like i need to get back down to a healthy weight because like holding on to the weight that i'm holding on to is an excuse because i told myself as, as I've been competitively lifting, it's like, I've got to be bigger if I want to lift more weight. The heavier I am, the more weight I can lift, period. So it's like, now now I need to get back down to a healthy weight so I can right. like move around and just be healthy again and just feel like a normal person and not just like a big, you know, uh, weightlifting, powerlifting kind of athlete where I'm holding on a little bit too much weight. I don't have enough cardio and I get winded walking upstairs. Like, okay, it's, it's time to get back down and be normal again. I'm, honestly... I've been looking into like a lot of stuff I can just do from home. Yeah. Cause now that I'm not competitively lifting, like I don't need to drive an hour out of my way to go to the gym. I can come home right. or I could go biking or I could. Yeah. You can go out and bike on yourself. Yeah. Right? You can go up and down the streets. Can't I can, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I did that the other day and like, I can go do like the things that I, I kind of want to do instead of having literally like, drive yeah. an hour out of my way to go to the gym and then work out and come home. But granted, yeah. it's still nice to see my teammates and hang out with them. That's, that's always fun too. Right. But, that's been looking for some different stuff to do. And something I found that was, I thought quite interesting was just jumping rope. It's but, a lot harder than people think if but, you do it. But more enough. specifically is getting like yeah. weighted ropes. Oh, I've never seen and that. I've, I've been watching these guys on YouTube, uh, the jump rope dudes, I think is what they're called. And they've been doing these uh, um, comparisons of like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to do these intervals. It's a 30 minute workout. We're going to do one minute on 30 seconds off. And they're going to do that on the treadmill. So they're going to they're going to jog. I think it was like seven miles an hour or something like that. So a nice steady jog. Yeah. Not not quite like a sprint, but not like a slow jog. I think that's what's what's a ten minute mile? I think is like eight eight and a half miles per hour or something like that. I don't sure, remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I sucked um, at my mile in n- school. N- so nonetheless, yeah. but like <laughs> like a, a nice a nice steady pace. But uh, so they were doing that. So like like again, a minute on, thirty seconds off. So yeah. So for for a minute they're, they're jogging. For 30 seconds, they're just walking, staying moving. Do that for 20 rounds. Ends up being, what, a 30-minute workout, right? Yeah. So, this, so they did that. And then the next day, they did the exact same thing while jumping rope. Right. So, so they jump rope for a minute, walk for 30 seconds. Jump rope for a minute, walk for 30 seconds. Again, so it's comparable. And essentially, they burned just as many calories or within like 10%. Right. Like, for, like both the guys did it. On the, on the YouTube channel. And I was shocked. I was like, I, cu- I couldn't believe that just jumping rope was the same kind of workout as like, basically what they were doing was like sprint intervals. They weren't sprinting full speed. Is it because it's never stop? No, because it, it's it's the intervals. You're working for a minute. You okay. could stand there for 30 seconds. Right, 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 so right. You, right. you would breathe and whatever. Yeah, you wouldn't so have to. Figure it out. Right. If you jump rope, they were walking back and forth to make it comparable to being on the treadmill. Right, okay. But still, it was just... I couldn't believe that they burned as many calories jumping rope as they did Again. Jog, jogging on the treadmill. But they're also using weighted jump ropes. Right. They're really nice jump ropes. 
They, they weren't like I guess they've got these like crazy ones that are up to like a half or even like a full pound right. that you could use on that would be tough to jump rope on. But these guys are big, strong guys. I'm, right. I'm, sure, I'm sure you work up to that. But like the the kit that they were pressing, uh, I forget what the the rope brand was called. They they talk about it on their YouTube channel. But uh, I was looking at these like. Uh, Can you jump rope in here? Yeah. No. The my, yeah, my ceilings. Say. I'd have to go outside. Yeah. Okay. My ceilings aren't tall enough. But, okay. Uh, but it was just, it was interesting. It was like, oh, that's something you could throw in a gym bag. Yeah. You could do anywhere. You could yeah. walk down the park. You could do it in the grass. You could yeah. do it in your backyard. You could do it in your driveway. And they were doing it like on tennis courts or basketball courts. Right. You know, it's like you could do it anywhere. How how much, see, I've heard that a lot too about everything going on with the virus and stuff right now. How much do you think this is going to socially change the way a lot of us do stuff? I with don't. Either people, I really don't. Well, what you're saying with the jump rope, you don't think people are going to find stuff like this and go, wow, this works just as good or whatever that you you still like the gym with the social aspect but you don't have to do it or they think, might change something with their habits i think most people are lazy and they're gonna take this time and they're gonna sit at home and they're gonna do nothing they might do some projects around the house they might do some landscaping like like you and your wife are doing but i think most people are gonna sit at home right. and watch a lot of tv watch a lot of netflix play a lot of video games maybe they'll be reading some books maybe but i doubt it I think most people aren't going to use this time to actually stay on the path or get on the path. Right. And I don't think it's going to change many people. I think the people no. who are looking for this kind of stuff are people who are already active, already out there, right. moving, already doing do, stuff. Do this shit after we're off of yeah. work or whatever else. And I, I don't, a busy day. I don't just... see it changing too much. I see people okay. getting right back in their own grooves or ruts cult- or whatever you want to call creatures it. Creatures of habit. That's because, what. like, what, what is it? What is it said? People call it the, the comfortable zone. Like, oh, I'm in the comfort zone. Comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. This and yeah. that. Blah, blah, blah. That's not, that's not the case. Yeah. One of my favorite authors, Chris Brady, he talks about it's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable. But you're just used to it. Yeah. It's literally should be called the familiar zone. Yeah. yeah I've you're heard just, that. Yeah. yeah. You're yep. just there. You're used to it. It doesn't seem scary because yeah. it's not new. Yeah. So you just you just roll with it. Oh. But I really think that that's what's going to be. Now, I did talk to a friend of mine the other day on email, as I've still been working, and uh, and he emailed me. Well, actually, while I was in Texas, I emailed him back when I got back last week. But uh, but he said that. Normally, him and his family are just run, 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 run. Everything's crazy. And the kids are going here and going there. And, and he's got work and hobbies and this and that. And his wife's doing stuff and running with the kids. And yeah. it's just chaos. <clears throat> and now it's like his kids are home from college because they're not in college. And right. they're, they're taking classes Stuff online. slowed down more. But they're home. Yeah. So he's like, it's we've got nowhere to go. We've got nothing to do. It's, right. it's slowed us down for a good thing. It's like they're having family dinners they're they're cooking more they're not eating out as much cuz they're not run 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 we're swinging here and grab something fast or i'm going to pick something up and go home or instead right. of cooking so it's like he's like this has been great he's like right, this, it's good for we're, some we're people we're spending yeah. more time as a family yeah. we're hanging out at home we're eating healthier yep. we're talking more he's like i'm loving this this is awesome yeah and if if like with us if if you have to be quarantined or stay at home or whatnot instead of we're on the go constantly and we might eat out or whatnot. We have tried to go to some restaurants, like I said, for the helping with, you know, friends or bartenders or whatever else. Yeah, there are certain there places that, that I do love. need help. I order out food from there. Yeah. I make sure I leave tips. Yeah. I don't care that I'm doing takeout. Like I want to support the places that I want to be there when I right. go back because that's the biggest thing that I have against all this coronavirus bullshit 
is not that, going to the bars and restaurants. No, it's or? I don't like that they shut these small businesses down. Yes, because these big organizations are going to get bailed out. They're going to get helped out. Right, and, and all the they're going to figure it out. Yeah. But all these people who have mortgaged their houses and have quit their jobs to do something different because they weren't happy in corporate America, and they open up a restaurant or they started right. this small business, uh, whether it be a bike shop or. Um, who, who knows? It doesn't, right. it doesn't matter. Any kind of small business that's locally owned, I try to support those places. I do not go to chain restaurants if I can at all help it. Right. Now, granted, I am guilty with like the faster food kind of stuff like your Chipotle's and Taco you Bell. You like it. And, that's and all. It's... Taco Bell is a vice of mine. I, <laughs> Taco I, Bell is a vice for a lot of people. I can man. remember like was it the, old, <laughs> the old movie uh, Demolition Man yes. where Taco Bell was like the only restaurant because they yeah, won the Franchise famous, Wars yeah. or whatever. Somebody had a picture of that with people like, shaking hands like that. Yeah, like I was Demolition like, oh, God, yeah. that, is, that is like my kind of future. Like, they they <laughs> called this shit back in the day or whatever. When was that movie made? Early oh, 2000s, late 90s? No, I'm thinking mid-90s. Mid-90s, okay, <laughs> yeah. But they had all this stuff pegged perfectly, you know, with the the – seashell toilet paper and all that shit everything <laughs> yeah the taco bell being the huge thing everybody had it figured that was nice dining you know yeah. it's, this was all called people down in the sewers eating rat burgers but when or i whatever, go when i go to any kind of sit down restaurant yeah i go to a local mom and pop local yeah. kind of place that's what i like to go well, they're to. popping up a lot too and then when all this shit happened it's like now everybody's gonna hurt from that and i just so. i worry how many of those places are gonna shut down because it's gonna be another two months easy yeah. Before they're allowed to open it. If it they, doesn't come back because, in the fall and we do this shit all over they, again. They just keep pushing it back. Like, yeah. oh, well, they're closed for another 30 days. And, oh, they're closed for another 30 days. I heard and, oh, peaking in April, another 30 peaking days. in May. Now it's peaking in June. They have no now idea. Yeah. So. They have no idea. They're, they're guessing. But at the beginning of the year, I heard, well, like, SARS, this all comes back worse in the fall. And SARS, more people died in, like, August, September and on more than what they did at the beginning of the year. And then now this is even more scared. So then... Like, yeah, it's just it's I don't, I don't, fucking crazy. Who, who knows? I just, yeah. I worry what it's going to do to these small <clears throat> businesses. Right. Because these people have, like I said, they've mortgaged their entire lives right. to, to do it. Whatever it is, like their crazy passion that they've started. Yeah. And I, I just wonder how many of them are going to lose everything because of this pandemic. Well, I had friends that wanted to, they wanted, they were working on in the process of buying one of the gyms that's not far from the bar they work at or something like that or they wanted that's a goal of theirs or something like that and Don't that gym. sets yeah and it sets all this shit into you know e-stop hit the brakes it's just that fucked your economic whatever your savings your money everything you had your income all that the plans just everything just got put on hold you know but it's just like i feel bad for a lot of that yeah some of our other friends had a newborn coming you know, that baby would be here not long and other people had weddings planned for years or months or whatever. And these all came to a halt. Now they're being told that if they do a wedding, that their ceremony is only 10 people, immediate family only, which you had a list of two or 300 people or whatever planned and you can't do a reception. You got to wait possibly another year or so and can't do this whole thing. Personally, like, I don't think that's a bad idea. Right. Because the, I don't, yeah, the, I don't personally like big weddings. I, I think it kind of ruins the intimacy of it. And unfortunately, in today's day and age, and society has taught these women that it's it's when you're a princess and you're a beautiful when you're a beautiful <laughs> woman, and it's like the most important day in your life, and blah blah blah. And they spend years fantasizing about it and planning this one day where shit's going to go wrong. Always your mother in law is going to piss you off. Yeah. All kinds of stupid shit's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with it. But I personally believe that they should be focusing on their marriage. Well, and their husband, 
and in their in their life going forward, if they want to build a family together, or whatever, they should be focused on that and not the one specific day. I feel but like yeah, it's a I magical like... day and it's beautiful, and I, I'm a hopeful romantic, so I, I get into all that kind of stuff. But but I feel like we could talk two or three hours on this with multiple people, and honestly, it's a it's a, that's a serious. I've talked to some ladies that feel that way, that they want it to be the perfect one or whatnot. But it's also, it's got to be right. And it's got to be, I don't know what the exact quote was. It was like, don't shit on your man because of one day or something like that. Or whatever she was saying. Something along those lines where it was Looks like, don't, don't be that bitch that just one day you're a, the biggest asshole to him because your day isn't perfect or something like that. Or whatever she was saying. It's like, some some people aren't like that, you know. Of but, course not. Yeah. But it's just marketing has sold it to these women oh, that this is what you have to do and you've got to spend 20 grand on a wedding and you've got to have all this you've got this fancy dress and you got to rent out this big hall and you got to do all this kind of stuff and it's like right you could do it in the backyard of your friend's house like who cares <laughs> like it's it should be an intimate gathering between families if you want a big honking wedding light it up do your right. thing but don't get so caught up on all the little nitty-gritty details when like, we were planning it's gonna go wrong it's okay i You're said like, that so many times like, cause she's, she's the, like we talked about earlier, the financial aid. She is the, she went to CVS one time and had a 97 or $98 receipt where with her extra bucks and everything else, my wife, she had to actually buy a 90 cent pack of gum or whatever before they would give her all that crap for free with all her coupons and her extra bucks because that's what she does. And like, in that aspect, you wanted the stuff to be cheap. You wanted it to be nicer at the wedding, but you wanted, it's got to be this, it's got to be that, it's got to be perfect, it's got to be here, it's got to be, I'm like, we can do this at the courthouse, have a little thing, and go to someone's nice little property, with a friend of ours that has a good chunk of land or whatever, and we can just set up a reception there, and boom, we're good. You know, that's techy. I don't want people bringing this for the potluck and making it yada yada, I'm like, it'd be cheaper, you'd be <laughs> happy about that, we'd have more money, we could go piss off wherever else, Or, I, and I tried so hard, and it's like, no, this is, I mean, this is, again, it's the stuff you've been dreaming about since they were a girl or whatever. And it's, this is what they've been told. And it's like, I'm like, as a dude, I just do not get this. <laughs> so I experienced that a couple of years ago. And like, yeah. I, being with the lady who wants everything cheaper, but then I tried to use the, the financial aspect of it to fight everything just to try to make it. No, that's tackier. That's not right. Or that's not like it doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. But, but I think you guys had a good balance. Yeah. Our, but I, like I like your, where we did everything. Because your, your wedding was, yeah. it was simple, yeah. it was it was clean, it was classic, you know, but it felt nice too. It wasn't just cheap and yeah. and run down or whatever. Like it was it Okay, was, some people were sweating their ass off and a little bit hot it, in the barn It was, it was in hot in the barn. So I mean It was very hot in that barn. Our our review to that company after we were done was you need to get some damn fans or some AC going in there if people are gonna do that again because my aunt came down from the and I don't know how she got placed up there. Friends helped us with the list. It doesn't matter. But she looked like she was ready to leave the entire wedding and was pissed. And I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. But, you know, it was like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, <sighs> don't get me started on wedding stuff. I'm going to go down a, a wormhole there. I don't need to. So, I mean, oh, God. But, like, no, my, but, no, but, but back to what you were saying, though, is I don't think this is going to change too many people who aren't. Already looking to change and improve their lives on a normal basis. Okay. Well, again, if you see the people that go to work on a regular bait or on a regular day, get out of work, go to the gym, go to whatever, do whatever they got to do, or even the the parents that got to 
kid this, kid this, kid this, kid this, kid this, kid this, school, 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 whatever, then store, then make dinner and all that, like my mom was. They're doing other things now because they're used to working so much that now they can't. They've got all that extra energy and motivation or whatever, like you're saying, that I just, I, again, being optimistic, maybe stupid and naive that is this going to pull any of the laziest shitheads out of the laziness of you really, really can't do anything now and change your habits a little bit? Like, that's been a thing for us this year, especially me, It's the habit changing. Is And this has helped, like I said, with the sports before, the the fantasy football and all this stuff that I used to do and not watching sports. With this getting shut down from the virus, that's helped me a lot on these habits. Drinking the beer, the bars are closed and the restaurants are all closed. That's helped me cut down on all that stuff. So I'm like, somebody else out there has to have something like that where it's working out perfectly right now. Uh, I don't know, because I think uh, <clears throat> alcohol sales are way up right now. I can imagine if, <laughs> all, all the people that say I'm stuck at home with my kids and wife constantly. Yeah, that's why I'm buying more alcohol. Or yeah, whatever. so like, people who would be drinking at the bar, I think yeah. they're now just drinking at home. You know, I'm, so I, but I don't know how much that is comparison to like how how much the the bars would buy, right? And how much they would sell on a regular basis compared to what people are just consuming. So I don't know if they're just replacing their habits, like if they're going to stores, so they're buying more. So that yeah, sales are up, but is it comparative to what the bars were actually selling, or or is it more? Because like obviously in desperate times, people will drink more. Yeah, that, well, that's just how that goes. And we we've, we've seen how as an active person or whatever work, do whatever after work, all that. Like we're so fucking bored now. Where are, are there a bunch of, have you seen mass shootings or people off in each other or the craziest, craziest shit? Like we always see in the news or whatever being talked about right now. That I've not people heard are going of anything, stir crazy and doing things. But it doesn't or? mean that it's not happening. Okay. I, I don't know. And, and again, not trusting news, trusting news. Do we know if it's happening? Are they not showing it at all? Or is it because it's literally not happening and it's not being made up bullshit, propaganda, political, whatever that's just being pushed out there? Like somebody somebody brought up something at work where like all these stories that we see on a regular basis when everything's working fine, the economy's going, world's working, no pandemics, whatever. We see shooting here this person killed this person this person mass murdered you know 20 people in their town or whatever and like is that because they're picking these stories just to get news or is that because this shit's literally happening constantly or like i don't know it's something to think about well we all know with news is negativity sells yeah it's the whole facebook model yeah like like facebook chooses what to show you on your feed to get you angry right because if they can get you angry it'll make you more engaged right you'll get you looking more, commenting more, checking things out so they can sell ads. That's their model. It's the same thing news does. News gets you mad, so you want to come in and look and check out what's going on right. so they can sell advertising and commercials. That's the whole purpose. So they're, they're, it's it's all about outrage. Right. They're trying to get you upset. So who knows what's really going on? But the question that I have is what's going to happen in two to three months from now? Yeah. Well, I know. So now we've got, a, we've got a bunch of people who are home yeah. who aren't working. So the first month, they all ran out to the stores and bought every piece of toilet paper they could find, which to me is ludicrous. But, but we saw stories of them fighting over it and people beating well, each other up over fucking toilet paper. Well, people do that on Black Friday to save $20 on a TV. Right, so. but it's got to be worse now. What's it going to be like two months from now? But we're not seeing all that shit that we did. I haven't. It's for paying attention a little bit that I do. Well, yeah, but I don't I don't know how much that's actually happening right now. Because like I said, like the uh, well, like I was saying, I should say, is that the first month, people had money. 
So like I said, they went to the store and they bought every piece of toilet paper they could find. Right. They bought all the chicken breasts. They bought all the ground beef. Yeah. But there were still tons of food at the store. There's still plenty of vegetables, lots of salad. I know. <laughs> I went through that with my yeah, wife. It's funny. There's like, nothing here. It's like, like all the all the cereals gone, all the yeah. garbage they feed yeah. their kids. But like there's healthy food there. There's yeah. rice. There's beans. And she there, says there's nothing there's, here for there's dinner. There's potatoes. There's I'm like do you see all this shit that we can make together and yeah. mix together and make there's, a dinner? And there's, like, there's all the steak. Yeah. There's all the good stuff. It's not the processed crap. The crapping viral fast. Exactly. It's not all the fast stuff. Yeah. It's that like, stuff. Sells real fast, but that's what I said. We still have but, food here. So, <laughs> so now this second month, everyone's going to get their stimulus check from the government, and they're twelve hundred bucks. They're going to piss that away on a new TV or whatever they're going to spend it on to just stimulate the it's economy. My government cheese. Who, who knows whatever yeah. else they're going to blow that money on? <laughs> For God's sakes, people! When you get that money, save it. Yeah. Do not spend it. You're going to need that in a couple months. I promise. <laughs> you know, but what's going to happen two months after that? People aren't working. They're getting unemployment, yeah, but it's like what, forty percent of what they were making. Super unemployment. Yeah, it's it's not a lot of money. So what are they going to do then when they don't have enough money to go to the store and buy food and pay their mortgage and and pay their bills and do all, and pay their car payments and and do all this stuff? What's going to happen then? I don't know, but I think that's when the shootings are going to happen. That's when the rioting's going to happen. Well, I, I listen again. The, the news. There was a guy who was talking about his dad. His dad was out. His dad's an older guy. When he goes out, he wears gloves no matter what, just because he's just trying not to get sick or whatever. He went out, I guess, there was a shopping cart in front of him blocking the aisle way, and there was another person who was actually standing right there by the shopping cart. Their shopping carts, there's two shopping carts in front of him. One was completely no person by it. One had someone standing there picking their groceries out. This guy, I guess the dude was a couple aisles over or whatever, so this guy's dad moves the shopping cart right as this guy's coming back around the corner. I guess the guy lost his shit on him in the store. Why would you do that during times like these? Why would you touch this? Why would you even put your hands on my cart? Why would you touch my stuff? I'm like, it's not even months from now like we're talking about where it's not super, super crazy. This was last week or whenever he was talking about it. It's like, are people going to go that batshit crazy in a month or so? Yes, sir. Because so. as we know, people are dumb. <laughs> yeah, people as, are dumb. Uh, to quote uh, Men in Black, what is it? A, a person can be smart, but people are dumb and panicky. And that's what's happening because they're panicking. We need Whereas, the mind eraser. Where <laughs> the flash, the flash the flashy yeah. thingy. Yeah. We want to get my own flashy thingy. thingy. <laughs> when you grow up. Yeah. We need that. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. But uh, but I really think now is the time to just hunker down with your friends and family. Be neighborly. Make yeah. sure your fr- make sure make sure all your neighbors are are good to go. Pay out, pay attention to your neighborhood. Like right. who's who's loitering, loitering around that shouldn't be. Who's looking to break into your house to to take your food or do whatever or possibly harm you, your family, and steal from you. Who knows? Right. Who knows what their intentions are? It doesn't matter. But now's the time to just band together. We'll get through this. It's going to be tough times. We're not going to like, – the economy, oh, my God. It's going to be years before it recovers from this. Right. You know, but so it's just let's let's band together. Let's get through this. Let's all be good. You know, I was at the store yesterday getting food and stuff for the week, you know, and, like, everybody is around, like, rushing and going crazy. And it's like – Dude, just chill out. Like it's okay. Like right. it doesn't, if you don't have something you want, like go to a different store or try again another day. Like it's no big deal. Like stop panicking. It's my, not the end of the world. My like, grandma's a brand shopper, and she asked us to get certain things for. Her. She wanted this brawny thing, this quilted northern toilet paper, and this, this, and the Bueller's had on sale or whatever it was. And I called her at the store. I'm like, Grandma, if only I could send you a picture of this because you're not gonna like this. None of the stuff you want is there. So we went out yesterday and got her some stuff and said, what is your second and third and fourth option of toilet paper that you've, 
I guess I'd be okay with this. And I guess I'd be okay. I'm like, okay, because this is what it's going to have to come to right now because she's always been like that. Smith's milk, certain toilet paper, certain whatever, certain fruit, certain cereal, certain. It's just like, yeah, it's not there right now. There's it's plenty like, There's plenty of food, though. But there is food. Yeah, and that's there's the plenty thing. Of it's stuff. Like, you just may have to get something We different. just got to tweak and change some things. Exactly. But one of the other things I wanted to ask you about is they had an economic guy on the radio, which, again, I love the fact that I got to hear this. He was a law something also. It's like American Roundtable something.org or whatever he was from. I don't remember the website. or, But he was telling them on the radio that what we were doing in Ohio as listening to one person, which was Dr. Acton, tell the governor the medical side, whatever, and then this is what is forcing everybody to stay home and shutting everything down, he said is dictatorial and against the law. He was saying that stuff that's going on right now, they're not following the Constitution of Ohio, and they're not following what the Constitution of the United States says, and they're actually breaking the law right now, which was bringing up the whole, this isn't conspiracy stuff, this is for the people that talk about how far can the federal government push us and see what they can get away with, what they can get away with without people bitching and rioting or throwing a fit, you know, forming militias and all this, that, and the other of they are literally breaking the law and telling you one person can make up this decision to where it affects everybody throughout the state. You have to do it this way. Stay at home. Don't go to this. Close your business, whatever. No gyms, no touching, no six feet or whatever. Like he said, it's dictatorial. Are we going to not say anything about this or after this is all blown over and or fixed is are people going to hold the governments and the state governments accountable they will not this, yeah and i say that with a sad heart <clears throat> because i am a personal believer that i would rather have a dangerous life with my freedom yeah than have a safe and comfortable life with uh, the government in control of everything because unfortunately most people nowadays want to give away their personal freedoms to live safely because the powers that be told them so. Like, I'm a firm believer that TSA is a waste of time and money. We shouldn't have them. And they were enacted after September 11th happened. And Panic. hijackers took over planes. Yeah. It's, it's simple. That would never happen again. Right. There are red-blooded Americans are watching who would that. realize, yeah. oh, they're not going to just land somewhere and hostage, like hostage negotiate us off right. and ransom us off. Right. We're all going to die. So we might as well fight and take down the the hijackers and make sure that doesn't happen yeah. again. So it's yep. like it's irrelevant. Right. But I'd rather I'd I'd rather fly on an airplane on an airport or airline or whatever that's like, hey, it's the wild, wild west. Bring a gun on if you want right. to. We don't care. Right. But fly at your own risk because there may be bombs on board from terrorists. Yeah. But everyone, most not everyone, most people want a safe life. Yeah. So so they want the government to come in and do something because they don't want to do it themselves. And that's the big problem that I have with society right now is they want the government to come in and do this. They want somebody else to come in and do that. Oh, our yeah. local establishment needs to come in and do this. Like, no, how about you uh, join a, a group or make a group or right. have, a, have your community do it? Like, that's supposed to be the idea here. Right. Like, and our, our communities are, po- are supposed to take take care of each other like that's that's the purpose it's the non-caring yes. bullshit yeah it's like not I, giving a fuck about it yeah but of, they're not going to bring anything up because they yeah. want to be safe they want right. these doctors to tell them what to do and i've literally heard people the government should just mandate this i can't believe people are going no, out of their I, house this i got an so argument bad. with a guy at work about yeah. that they said the two they're letting two percent he was mad also because his dad was sick or something or is sick at the time and he was talking about this is bullshit that they're allowing 2% of whatever. I think I wrote the group chat with you and Andy or something like that about how 
he was screaming that they need to lock us all indoors for 30 days or for a week or yeah. whatever it was and, and force they, they us think, all to I'm they like, think the government should you do that. are not going to tell people what to do we're not china and he's like yes they should and he was fucking screaming and yelling. i'm like holy fuck this is but i've had so many conversations at work with people over this last few weeks but just, here's the thing is that he is allowed to have that opinion, and luckily, right. we, we live in a government right. that allows you to have that. I have no problem with that. difference of opinion. You're not going to let everybody – you're not going to hold us in our house, But though. the problem is, yeah. is that the people like that, at least in my experience that I've run into, is they don't understand history. They don't know how things work. They don't know how things fall apart. Right. And if you if you let well, – what's, what's the old saying? Like, if you, if you give a monster a cookie, they're going to want a glass of milk. It's the whole yeah. like negotiation yeah, sure. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can't give in to terrorism. In any in any aspect of it, and that's what's happening right now, is as our government, as, as like I say, our new czar, Dewine, our governor, is coming out saying this is what you are going to do, and it's like horseshit. Like I'm a I'm a free American, I can do whatever the hell I want to yeah, do. That's what I mean. And you can try to find me all you want to. You have the cops come in and try to scare me from going to work every day. Right. I don't care. Right. It's not a problem. I'm not afraid. Like I'm gonna go live my life. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Now, granted, there are things that I wish I could be doing. That I can't, and right. I'd rather take the risk for myself. If I get sick, I get sick. Right. That's on me, right? You know, and if people are worried about getting sick, like you, if you're if you're immune, um, I have it. But I've if that's the case, I have to take a baby aspirin every day. But I don't, so yeah. it's not as because I'm healthy. I eat oranges. I go do exercise. I work out. I do these things. So in my mind, if it's my time to go. Come and take me. And that's how I look that's at how it. I, that's how I live my life, though. Not everybody feels that way. Some that's, people that's, feel you're an asshole because you might be able to get infected faster, and then you're going to infect other people. I'm like, no, it's just because it's, I choose to live my life that way because we're allowed to have choice in America. Yeah, exactly. And you're that's, not going to tell me what to do. And that's how I look at it. And, I, and I've got some very, very uh, liberal friends who think very differently than I do. I try to be like so much more in the middle, which I think all Americans should be. I, mean, I think most Americans are, realistically. A lot of people, the older yeah. they get, and the more they see, and the more they learn I, I think, shit. I they think most people are in the middle do, yeah. of certain things, which is why the politics to me nowadays are hilarious. Because like, if you just have somebody who's in the middle, they're going to win all the yeah. elections. Like right. there, there be no debates. It's hilarious. I mean, it's just nonetheless because they're going to get all the swing <laughs> vote. Because they're obviously anybody who's super hardcore Republican is always voting Republican. They're never even looking at the other side because they don't care. They're not even open to changing their mind. Super hardcore Democrats, they're always voting Democrats. They're not they're not looking at who's the best candidate. Yeah. They don't even care. Who's got the D, who's got the R, that's all they're going to vote for. But I think most of America is somewhere in the middle. And we're thinking, shit, they're both crappy, but which is which is the better of the two is what they're thinking. Whereas right. I still think that's a bad idea. I think you should vote for the person who makes the most sense, period, no matter what kind of party they're attached to. Right. Which I don't think it should have parties. Uh, it's nonetheless. Let's not get into that. That's that's a little ridiculous here. <laughs> Twenty five other podcasts you yes, go down the road. Let's yeah, not so. let's not go down that way. But it's I've, easy to do during a conversation. But I've, so. I've got a very liberal friend who who said to me, he's like, "Yeah, you're not worried about getting sick because you're you're middle aged. You know, you're healthy. You know, you've got no autoimmune no, because I choose to you've not live no it like that. Problems. Yeah. He's like, you're not worried about getting sick, but what kind of damage are you doing to other people who are, are right, going to get sick right. and this and that? Like, well, what about your grandma? What about your family? What right. about your parents? Right. What about the people who are actually like, honestly, like you being here, like, like you, you have like much more of a chance of getting sick and really sick than I do. You know, so you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah. You know, it's like, but, but I, because I choose to live that dangerous yeah, but freedom. I look at that like, well, I want to go out and do my thing. If yeah. they want to stay home because they're afraid of getting sick, let them stay home. Right. That should be their choice. Like my mom, she is a great risk of this. She's got lung right. problems. She's got heart problems. She's overweight. She's diabetic. Like she is at risk 
of this virus. Like, it could really hurt her. Right. So I don't go over to see her right now. You're choosing not to go see her. I'm mom. choosing yeah. not to see her, even yeah. though she has said I don't. Yeah, and that's care. what I was saying. That's that I'll, I'll quarantine risk, that you're yeah. doing because you're a nice, respectful, common sense human being. Yeah, but but she says I'll risk being around you because yeah. I don't care. Because you're if a kid, gonna, it's gonna if be. This is gonna kill me. It's gonna yeah. kill me. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. I'll risk it. Yeah, but until people get that damn thought out of their head that they can force someone or tell someone or whatever, and how because so many people do and. We're finding that out real fast now when we're seeing more and more of it that they never showed it before. Yes. But I think that's because people don't want to think for themselves. Yeah. They want somebody else to think for them. Right. And they want a nice safe. Oh, that's the government's job. They want a nice safe world that's what they that with all yeah. the corners nerfed. That's, I think that's one of the reasons why we've like ruined all these kids. It's because like we've just nerfed all the corners of life. We've made everything easy. It's not, it's not about winning anymore in sports. Right. It's about competing. And yeah, you get a participation trophy. Bullshit. Right. Well, the, life like, doesn't work that way. I said this before. I don't remember when we were talking about it, but when I read that book, Coddling of the American Mind, with Jonathan Haidt and the other guy that wrote it, when they talked about the part with the peanut allergies and how when they started using examples of how we are rounding the corners on everything and we're, we're taking the labels and slapping them all over everything and whatnot, we are weakening us as human beings in the world. Just because some of those things that you're exposed to throughout your life, the pain, the suffering, the whatever, the allergen stuff, the things that you build up your immunities for, whatever else that it's like 90% or 95% or whatever their damn numbers that they had, the people come out stronger on the other side. Yes. We're risking that 5% for the entire world to suffer. It's a but, whole but, fucking planet. But it's, but it's the 5% of people who die. Yeah. And obviously, if that's your kid, you don't want them to die. Right. I get but it. But the, the issue with that is... That's I think being it, a compassionate human being, yeah, but we can't be was, overly compassionate. That's the though. thing is, it can go the opposite yeah. way. It can cause more problems. Yeah, moderation comes and, back into life That's again. the thing is that people aren't looking at. Yeah. Is that, like, I've got I've got a friend who's uh, who's got a peanut allergy, and he can't have anything... With peanut butter in it or made anything around like that. peanuts, but made, I don't think he's yeah. that. I don't think like if, okay. if I had like peanuts around him, he would like get right. hives or anything like that. Right. He's not that bad, but he just he didn't have it as a kid, right. so he doesn't have an immunity to it. So he's he's got this allergy. Right. Whereas that poor guy will never have a Reese's cup. Right. Like that hurts my heart. That's one of the best foods on this planet. <laughs> Those make anybody you happy. Know? Yeah. And it's like, and I was reading this thing where it said, that, <clears throat> yeah, like you introduce it in little bits to kids right. and they become more and more immune to it. You get them more and more and more and more. Eventually they can have it. It's no problem. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole idea of it. Whereas now, since we've nerfed the world, there's no peanuts here. There's no peanuts there. You can't have peanuts anywhere. So Factories now, that make peanuts now, don't make anything but peanut now products. Now so many more yeah. people have this same allergy. <clears throat> yep. And it's like, what are we doing now? These people can't have Reese's cups. That is unacceptable, people. Right, I know. It's it 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 fucks everything else up. <laughs> it, it, it has other consequences that people don't want to yeah. look at. Dangerous freedom and moderation all go hand in hand. They're all equal across the board and all that stuff. But we don't want to we don't want to use that anymore. And <sighs> yes, sir. And I God. will and I will take my freedom yeah. over safety any day. Fuck yeah. 100. percent I'll tell you what. Yeah. Let's wrap this bad boy up. We've yep. been blabbering on quite long enough. <laughs> Uh, Jake, it's it's always a pleasure. Yep. Is there anything on social media you want people to go check out or not really? You or? I've actually I another one of my habits this year is I deleted the Facebook app off my phone, which means American Honesty, the WordPress stuff I was doing, all the writing and the blog stuff. I got rid of these things because I'm just trying to not be on my phone. Trying to just focus more on what with you're this doing. thing going on this year and with the habit changing things we started doing myself. I this is it's helping make it easier and it's making me a better person to where. I can still write in the paper, but I'm not, 
ignoring human beings for my phone or whatever okay. else because well, I'm trying well, to. So. Well, dare I say, don't use that as an yeah. excuse to no, not I know, I know. write your blogs nope. and to not stay up on American Honesty. Not, Whether it be if you have to schedule that to sit down for an hour a week or whatever it is to do it. It's way less is all yeah. I was saying. And I yeah, think, that's and I I think you should at. still yeah, do that. So, so I yep. should think yep. – obviously, people still go check out his uh, American Honesty page on Facebook. Yep. Uh, we, we get some good ideas from there about podcasts that we do yep. and obviously things that he writes about in his blogs and in the, in the paper. And obviously, Jake definitely wants you to subscribe to the podcast and uh, – Go leave us some five-star reviews on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher, which this is always obviously in the outro, but let's put it in here now because why not? We're talking about it. <laughs> Coronavirus, well, let's do it. Well, Jake, it was a pleasure. Uh, glad we got to do a one-on-one. Oh, Haven't yeah. done that in a long time. A couple years, yeah. And we'll definitely do another one of these pretty soon because there's a shit ton of stuff to talk about. <laughs> we got a lot of time. All the coronavirus. <laughs> and I'm really interested to have your buddy on. Who's a financial advisor? Yeah, yeah. He I would love to, to hear what he has. There's all kinds of shit he keeps talking about, about the this, economy so. and what's going on because I really think it's going to be years. If we can make it happen this week, let's do it. So. Oh, maybe not this week, but another. Right, I mean, right. Yeah. Since I'm technically in quarantine, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's give him some time. All right, all right. I know you're willing to risk it, but let's, he's let's, a marine. He is too. Hey, hoorah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's but tough. Uh, let's let's not do anything too crazy. Here. Okay. Anyway, we will see you guys next time. All right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. It's always good to sit down with Jake and have a great conversation. Uh, We're definitely not uh, short of opinions on the coronavirus and everything else that's going on in society right now. So we definitely had tons of stuff to go over and hopefully we didn't bore you guys to tears (laughs) because I know that I had a great time and uh, hopefully Jake did as well. If you're still listening, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys all listening to the podcast. It just, it means so much to me, but I could use your help. Please, let's go out to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher and leave the show some five-star reviews so that way new listeners can check out the show and keep sharing it with your friends and share it up on social media. That's all we have time for this week. We will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.